0: It is the 9th of May on The Constant Investor, and I'm Buffy Gorilla, and I'm speaking with Bryant Bice, who is one of our curious investors. Bryant, tell me a little bit about your background. What did you do for a living?
1: I'm a retiree, having retired from the Commonwealth Public Service in 2010, and I live in Canberra. For most of my career, I was a computer programmer working in the Education and Employment Departments. Uh, in fact, I never applied for another job outside my department from 1981 until I retired in 2010. Wow. Uh, the depart- yeah. I'm not <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a risk taker in, in the job market. <laughs> and uh, the department kept changing its name, but, uh, but I never took the hint and left. My wife, uh, Diana, she retired many years before me, Um, she was also a computer programmer in the public service and uh, I'm originally from Perth and Diana from Adelaide and we got promoted to jobs in Canberra in what was called at the time the Department of Overseas Trade in 1978 and uh, we sat next to each other and uh, we were put up at Macquarie Hostel which has now been demolished but uh, that's where it all started for us. And uh, six weeks later, Dinah bought a house and needed some boarders to help pay the mortgage. And uh, I was a, I uh, very willingly obliged. And uh, as uh, as the saying goes, uh, the rest is history. And we were married uh, six months later in Adelaide.
0: Wow! So next year is forty years of marriage.
1: Well, uh, oh well, we got married in January '79. Oh, so okay. Very. Very close, 39. So a yep, year and a bit It will be, yes, a bit scary, isn't it?
0: Well, or congratulations are in order, <laughs> oh, I think, is much. more what we should say. Yes. <laughs> that could be a whole other podcast. Working with the public sector, I would imagine that, you know, your money was quite well looked after with your pension. But tell me a little bit more about your investment philosophy and when you started being more aware of needing an investment philosophy, Bryant.
1: Yeah, now you're right. Uh, we we were lucky in those days. The public service had a great uh, super scheme, and uh, these days it's nowhere near as generous. So we were we were very lucky being born in the right place at the right time. I think, and uh, we, so, so what I sort of I didn't think much about reti- uh, retirement or investing in retirement or getting close to retirement until uh, my wife retired. Um, now, what what we have at the moment, uh, we have a self-managed super fund which comprises mainly of nano, micro and small cap companies, uh, which hopefully hopefully will have good growth prospects, but are a little risky. Um, I don't invest in mining and oil companies because I have a terrible track record with them and I don't have any bank shares uh, at the moment, I probably have too many investments in little, in companies, uh, around 35, and that's, I blame Alan for that because he keeps interviewing really interesting people from very interesting companies, and it's very hard to resist not having a nibble at some of those.
0: How do you identify which companies you want to invest in, other than Alan Kohler's wise advice?
1: <laughs> I used to subscribe to the Eureka Report, which Alan was part of, and now the constant investors. Um, Also, the Motley Fool, I have some subscriptions to those. Um, I used to subscribe to several of the Motley Fool, but now it's only the Motley Fool Pro. I'm very interested in um, biotech companies uh, because our portfolio includes companies like Medical Developments, Nanosonic's, Genetic, Signatures, and Micro-X, and some of those have been in... um, some of those have actually been from Alan, as as well as uh, reading about them in uh, David Blake's investment magazine, which comes out uh, every month on biotech companies. So, yeah, I guess uh, reading, subs- subscribing to these subscription services is probably my main source of uh, investment advice. And uh, I guess it's more a bit of a gut feel, which is uh, sometimes a bit risky, um, but when I've made some particularly bad investments a few years ago in mining and oil companies, I uh, decided to put some funds into Roger Montgomery's uh, funds. And, and uh, I'm very happy to say that he's a lot better investor than I am. But uh, nowhere near as much fun as, as doing it yourself.
0: Do you feel that 35 is your limit or do you feel that there's room to acquire a few more stocks for yourself?
1: Yeah, I think that's probably getting very close to my limit. Um, but as I said, Alan, he he has these interesting companies, and and I say to myself, no more, that's enough. And then he will inter- interviews another company, and it's it's I'll just have a little bite. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and is your wife involved with the investing that you do?
1: No, she she's very happy to leave me to it. Um, she's uh, been very good and and forgiven. Me all my mistakes, and uh, I try not to tell her all of the really bad ones, but uh, yeah, so she's very happy for me to do that um, she had uh, when she retired, she put some money into uh, a fund with one of the big banks, and after a year it uh, decreased in value, so I thought, well, I should really try it myself and uh, and my, my theory was that I would do better than the, the banks, but I, I'm not quite sure if that was true. So for about the first 10 years, I I uh, didn't really keep track of how I was going. So I, but my wife forgave me. At least I didn't lose any. Well, I don't think I lost anything out of the whole 10 years, but I probably didn't gain much either. But it was fun.
0: Well, that's a pretty good track record.
1: <laughs> well, it started around 2002. And then after about 10 years of not necessarily making much progress. I uh, I got a really great tip from, from Alan at, from one of his um, uh, interesting, really interesting weekly overviews and he said uh, he had a recommendation from another investor to buy AMA shares and uh, that was in about 2013 and they were about 39 cents and I sort of bought some and then they started going down and I thought I'll buy some more. And then for about a year, they kept on going down. I kept on buying little bits more until it got to 23 cents. And uh, it was a bit nerve wracking, but eventually they started to go up and um, uh, I eventually sold out of them, but I I made a decent profit and I sort of felt that was a bit of a a turning point. And that was also at the same time as I had a terrible uh, investment in a oil company, so I had this this great tip from Alan and one of my own terrible ideas and uh, from then I thought well I'll, I'll ignore some of my, uh, try and be a bit more patient and listen to some of these other people who have uh, the better ideas than I do. So I think uh, from then on things started to look up and I, I think I'm getting better at it but, I'll, but th- I'll set a very low bar to start with. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so can you share what the bad oil company that you've referred to was all about? What happened there?
1: It was so distressing, I can't even remember the name. It was, uh, they were investing in, in, I think it was the Ukraine, and of course that was a terrible place to have an oil company, well, it was a few years ago, and probably not so good now, and they thought they had uh, had some oil, and uh, it uh, was a bit of a fizzer, so I've Overwritten that part of my memory, so I can't even remember the name. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> no, that's all right. Lesson learned. And what are some it of the has been. What are some of the other lessons that you've taken away from your trial and error pursuit in money making? Uh,
1: I guess uh, because I like uh, investing in biotech and technology companies. And where I, does
0: that come from?
1: Um, I, I guess the, the tech companies because I was a programmer. Um, we're the biote- I just enjoy reading about them and I sort of figure if I buy some shares in them you get to see the uh, notices they produce and it, it's quite interesting to watch them develop. Uh, well, it, sometimes they develop and sometimes they crash. So I've learned to uh, keep a very watchful eye on cash flow trends for some of these riskier biotech and technology companies. Um, I also seem to make the mistake of buying stocks on the way down rather than on the way up because it's you who know, it can resist a bargain but unfortunately they keep falling much further than I ever thought they would so uh, I don't always pick up a bargain there I uh the ride can sometimes be a bit too wild and I uh, end up selling out so that probably means I uh, need to be a lot more patient and uh, a mistake I keep making or, although I shouldn't is I put my buyers on Comsec and uh Few, a week or two later, I said, "Oh no, I don't want that." But I've forgotten. I left it uh, open on Comsec and end up with uh, shares I didn't even. I decided not to buy. So that's uh, that's a lesson I need to learn too.
0: <laughs> so are those thirty five? Are those how many of those are accidental buys? <laughs>
1: yeah, I'd say two or three. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to get rid of them, but they, they they haven't quite got up there yet.
0: So have any of those accidental buys paid off for you, Bryant?
1: Um, not usually. Okay. So, <laughs> yes, uh, I, uh, the, the trouble, as you get older the memory is not quite what it used to be. And uh, one last tip probably is um, never put too much money into one stock. And, uh, you know, of course, these are all things you read about. But uh, I, I, I unfortunately seem to have to make the obvious mistake myself, uh, I I think uh, when you lose your own hard-earned cash, it's a lesson that you, it's the only way I seem to learn uh, rather than reading about someone else's experiences. So I'm probably a bit of a slow learner, but, uh, oh, well, that's, that's life, isn't it?
0: It is. That happens. I feel that that is a very funny story about just accidentally buying stocks. Ah. Um, but very good. And I'm sure yeah. other people are doing the same <laughs> thing but not willing to admit it. So bravo to you. <laughs> oh,
1: good <yes>, hope so. <laughs> um,
0: What are some of your investment goals?
1: Okay. Um, well, we'll have sort of short-term and long-term goals. Um, the the short-term One is basically to help provide funds for every couple of years um, going on an overseas trip. Uh, Our son's a mathematician and spent six years in Japan doing his master's and PhD.
0: Does he give you any advice?
1: No, no, which is probably just as well. (laughs) That gave us uh, an opportunity to visit Japan several times and he met his lovely Polish wife there and uh, that was a, a good excuse to go to Poland to visit. And then we, in his travels, he's been to Canada and Brazil, so we've visited those countries as well. So that's that's the short-term goal to uh, provide for some holidays, and the long-term goal is probably to help them out at some stage. Uh, they're establishing their careers, but have it seems these days job security is very hard to get, and they they don't have any and don't have much money. So, well, hopefully we'll be able to help them out a bit.
0: And how addicted are you to monitoring your investments?
1: Very, I'm afraid. That's, uh, <laughs> I, I keep trying to, to wean myself off looking at the, uh, the stock market every day, or in fact, uh, several times a day. But uh, when you're retired, it, it's, it's so easy just to sort of fire up your uh, up-com-sec and have a bit of a look. So I'm, I'm way too addictive. At least, uh, at least I don't think it has any bad side effects. Or None that I'm, none that are physically uh, bad for you, so I think I'm reasonably okay there. I, I do try and go out sometimes and uh, you know go to the pictures or we'll do something else just to get away from the computer.
0: Have you looked at your investments so far this morning?
1: No, I thought you might ask that. So I thought, no, look, I'll be very good and resist the temptation. No, well, if it hadn't been for you, I think I probably would have.
0: Well, excellent. Brian, thank you very much for your time and your excellent tips. This is Buffy Gorilla on the Constantinvestor.com and I've been speaking to curious investor Brian Bice.